This week on Kettle of Fish, writer and actor Nicholas Brennan stops by to talk about slaying vampires and bowling with fans. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty, guys, welcome to Kettle of Fish, the fun new politics laughter show where we chat with actors, comedians, artists, scientists, musicians, musicians, and models about life, love, and the creative process. I am your seafaring podcasting captain of the internet airways, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you live, as always, from the top of Meth Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my vampire slaying, coffin laying, garlic hating producer, the Renfield to my Prince of Darkness, the Cape to my Fangs, the wooden stake into my cold black heart. Dee the producer. I love that so much. Uh, yes, I'm a huge vamp fan, like any way, shape, or form. I I, I guess you could kind of say I cut my teeth on Anne Rice. <laughs> no pun intended. And sorry, I didn't know any Buffy references. I know you guys are huge Buffy fans, okay, but I, we I hadn't really followed the show. But let me get Fern in here, a girl who howls like a lichen, drinks like a Viking, and today she feels like she has been exposed to ricin. Fern, the moist voice heart. <laughs> and that's about the truth. My voice is a little more moist today than normal. Um, first, uh, everything's moist right here in Virginia Beach. It's raining, but I'm going to continue with my positive outlook and my positive attitude and be grateful that it's washing away the pollen that is causing all this moistness. So, hi, guys. Ain't no sunshine while you're gone. You're a ray of sunshine. That's adorable. Because I'm always... Like, yeah, cynical asshole. I try to be, but we've had a lot of sun and a lot of nice days here lately, so I'm grateful for that good weather to get a lot done, and I'm grateful for the rain to wash away everything that's blooming because of it. So, win-win. Fair enough. All right, um, we are going to kind of run through this real quick because we've got a great guest on the show today. Um, Dee, tell us who we've got coming up on the show, and then let's get Nicholas in here. Yes. Well, real quick, I do want to remind everyone to check out the new William Sanderson Facebook page and Instagram. Super easy to find. It's actor William Sanderson. They are working on a Deadwood movie probably soon. We haven't got official word yet, but we're waiting anyway. And, of course, if you miss this or any other episode, you can always check us out on uh tincan.media that's not .com .media or look for us on Castbox and iTunes coming up this month still we have comedian Derek Sheen and comedian Hannah Hogan joining us next month I'm super excited uh, we have on the music show Fred Schneider of the B-52s and now the Superions and we also have Anna Moss of Handmade Moments coming on actor Helen Udy who you might recognize from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman or even Star Trek Deep Space Nine but you probably wouldn't recognize her there because if I remember correctly she played a Ferengi uh, so those damn Ferengis <laughs> exactly um, but today uh, we are super duper excited uh, we have somebody that uh, I recognized immediately um, oh yeah from Buffy from no I think that was pretty much Buffy I know he was on Angel Hello as well hey uh we we hey. have got nick uh katsoris would you like to introduce today's guest 
Yes, we have Mr. Nicholas Brandon. There's going to be two Nicks on today. Nicholas, happy birthday. And thanks so much Thank for calling you. in from Big Apple hey. Con. Thanks for answering, really. That's what it comes down to. Because, you know, I can call without you guys answering. You guys really are half, half of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. Goddamn it's got to work out right. that way. Hey, fuck how's um? How's your birthday weekend going in Big Apple Con? I want to thank you for taking time out to talk with us. Of course, it's you know it's uh, your birthday. It's it's been great actually. I was uh, in nice. It's fucking cold though. Yeah, it's, is it's it? Too cold. Oh yeah, I'm not. You're in New I'm, York. I'm, I'm I'm a West Coast kid, and this is not. Oh god, well, <laughs> I had to go outside to, to to try to hear you guys, and so my nipples are about to cut some glass right now. <laughs> that is something we have in common. Yeah, hey, we haven't heard about anyone's nipples since episode one with Wendy Starling. Yeah, so I'm glad we're bringing it right back. Small penis, hard nipples. I am the full on the whole package. Yes, you are, my friend. All right, let me tell you a quick story. I met you in Knoxville at Fanboy. You're not going to remember this, but it had a huge impact on me. And my daughter is a huge, huge Buffy fan. She's like, oh, my God, can we go meet Xander? She was probably about eight or nine at the time. Yeah. I walked up to meet you. Um, we went through the line. I get up and you go, hey, you know, um, what do you, do you watch Buffy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of Buffy, but my daughter is. And as soon as that escapes from my mouth, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And you were so fucking cool. You're like, oh, that's cool, dude. I don't expect everybody to watch the show. And it had two th- two things happen. One, when I started a podcast, and I didn't know anyone in the industry in 2013, and I told Dee, hey, here's a list of people I want to get on the show. Yeah. She was like, well, how are you going to get these people? You don't know anyone. I said, dude, we just met Nicholas Brandon, and he was cool as shit. I'm sure it'll be fine. And then also, my daughter dragged me over to Dustin Diamond's um, table yeah, the, after yeah, you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he was such a fucking ass to me, and did like this, really? Yeah, he oh, did yeah. like this weird Bugs Bunny, Walla Walla Washington double talk, selling vacuum cleaner bullshit to me. Ripped me off ten dollars. Was a complete ass, and I couldn't have had two totally opposite experiences if I tried. You were such a really, gentleman, so awesome. And then I went over to a Screech and got yanked. Yeah, around. I mean, you know, I really don't like. I'm actors, to be honest with you. You know, I just think. I mean. And then, I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, like I probably like like shortly after that, didn't he stab somebody in a fucking bar with a? Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah, he stabbed somebody yeah, he in a did. bar. Yeah. Yeah, he went down yeah, a rough I, road, but I just remember those two, and I was like, "Damn, dude!" I just met Brendan. He like Nicholas Brendan. He was like totally cool, and now coming off that meeting, Dustin Diamond. But you are one I of did. the reasons that I knew I could do this because you were so fucking cool when I met you. Yeah, and 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 um, I mean, personally, it's kind of like I'm a guy. Who like has zero talent but still made it? You know what I mean. So pretty much anyone, if, if I can make it, anyone can make it. Well, I don't you know, know what about I mean. That you don't have a I following like you have if you have no talent ed- for anyone. I mean, come on. I mean, I had a I had a vicious stutter. I mean, that's why I got into, into acting because I couldn't I couldn't talk. But that is you know? true. And my yeah, like my face would contort when I spoke. People thought I was a special needs, which I might be. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I don't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time or hardly any time on this depression thing, but I wanted to ask you something because I'm kind of a neurotic person. So this is more yeah. of advice to me. Um, I saw this thing you did on Dr. Phil back in 2015. You posted your response to it, and the comment thread right. was like 70% good, 
30% were just like these vicious assholes coming after you right. like personally and professionally. How do you deal with trolls? Because I remember when I used to get trolled, I'd like climb into an email hole for a week. Do you pay attention oh, to these people or? No, I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, listen, if you want to say it to my face, I mean, I'll probably still punch you in the face, but at least, you know, I, I'll give you some, some kudos for it. People who kind of, uh, who have not met me, who um, sit behind their uh, their screen and type, you know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't take much of a person to do that. If after you've met me, you want to talk shit about me, then great. And typically people, when they meet me, they they um, they like me, you know, so. If yeah, you well, obviously, me, you know, like, you're a likable guy. And that was the you experience know, and, I had. Yeah, and I have a story to tell. I mean, like, we're all human beings, but if if you want to go off of whatever, what, you know, it's, 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 I, I, I hate trolls. I, I typically don't go on um, to things like that. You know, the Dr. Phil thing was, was uh, something where I kind of wanted to, the, the first one was kind of, I was ambushed, so that's why I left that particular show. And then we had a, a better dialogue uh, about six or seven months later. So, yeah. But trolling, I, I think trolling is lame. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not, I think they're just really, really unhappy. They're just very unhappy people, and it's you know they have to live with themselves. So, you know, that's just who they are as people. So let me ask you one I more mean, thing, and then I want to move on to Buffy because I know you got limited time here. As somebody who has all this fame, who has all the pressures that you have, do you think your depression would be easier to deal with if you were just a bartender in Toledo, or do you think because you have so much love and support? that it's actually easier to deal with depression being in the public eye like you are. I think it helps a lot. I mean, so, uh, now that I talk about it, it's a lot easier, you know, because then I meet other people that are going through it, and then um, it's nice to see the effect I have. But uh, talking about it, and then when I do, um, you know, my little tours, like we're doing a, uh, another probably 25-city tour this summer, either bowling or karaoke tour uh but it's nice to actually hug because i mean i hug my fans because i have a hug, a hug feel thing like men women it's not a sexual thing but right, um, right. but you know it's uh i it's uh, i take the time and i listen to people who are going who are going through stuff you know um and so yeah it, it's nice to actually have to go to small like to smaller towns and meet people and hug people and like spend three or four hours with them, whether it's bowling or singing karaoke and kind of just having, having a good time. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of people who actually buy tickets who don't show up because they have social anxieties. And, and with oh, those, wow. try to, I'll, I'll try and make like a, um, like a personal phone call to them, you know? But uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, uh, I'm happy that I, that I came out um, with that. And I think it's, it's helping me because, you know, it's like I, I, give, I give hugs because I need hugs too, you know? Ah, yes, perfect. Fern. Yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to say, you know, it, it's not only does it, I think a lot of people think of, you know, going through difficult times, depression, and things like that as um, a weakness, but it actually takes great strength to be able to come out and say, look, I'm a human being too. I might exude yeah. this personality that I'm strong, but I, I go through things just like everybody else does. And I think people need that, number one. So I admire Absolutely. your strength. It's not a weakness, it's a strength. But number two, I admire that you use your platform to also give support to others. 
And I think yeah, people don't understand sometimes that when you come out like that, it's for every person that you understand that you touch in a positive way, you've probably touched 10 people that you didn't even know about. So that's a strong presence and a positive, supportive presence that the world needs more of. So I thank you and applaud you for that. Yeah, and, 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 I say, and I say you're welcome for that as well. I mean, there's a lot of times, too, where it's like when I uh, I was in Salt Lake City, uh, was it last year, uh, at the Comic-Con, and um, this guy had, had, had come up, and he's like, uh, you said, you know, when you had a couple years ago, my, my sister came up, and um, I just want to thank you because, you know, you, were, she, you really made her happy. And, uh, and, and, and she had a wonderful time meeting you. And then I said, well, where's your sister? So they go, well, she committed suicide last year. And I'm like, oh, oh man. man. You know? So then I, it's like, so then, and then he had a picture of, of us together, and, you know, and then I had to take a little moment, you know. I mean, when I tell the story, I still cry. So I had, just had to go outside and, and just kind of gather myself. You know, because when you hug people, too, like, it's, it's, there's a lot of energy that's also being exchanged, you know. So it's kind of, um, yeah. But I, he, he took the time out. I don't think he ever watched the show, but he took the time out to come see me and, and thank me for that, so. Wow, yeah. that is intense. All right, let's pivot yeah. over and talk some Buffy because the fans would kill me if I didn't talk about Buffy. Um, as I told you when I met you, it's not a show I personally followed, but Fern has all seven seasons on DVD. And Fern, I know you are a huge Buffy fan. I am a huge Buffy fan, which is actually saying a lot because I saw the original movie when it came out. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of had to be coerced into watching the show because not to talk shit about other actors or whatever, but it just was not a great movie at all to me. I was just like, uh, I can't I can't do a whole series after watching this oh, movie. That. But I got no. I got into it and it was great. And the one thing that I love about this is when Nick first told me that you were coming on, I was like, you have got to see once more with feeling. This is like my favorite episode ever. And then I started digging into a lot of your interviews. And that's one thing that you had said was one of your favorites. But I look at the stark dichotomy between something like Once More with Feeling and then something like Hush, which I believe was the only episode nominated for an Emmy. And I look at you got to sing and dance and, and do all this stuff. And then you go completely to something where there's very little. And for those who don't know, hush, the basic premise is two demonic entities. The gentlemen come in, they steal people's voices. And most of the episode is completely dialogue free. Right. So it's and a feel the weird. Because they cut your heart out while you're sleeping. And, uh, right. Uh, right. So. In pain. Yeah. So which was more, first of all, which was more difficult for you, the, learning the singing and the dancing and doing that, or acting without, you know, dialogue, and which, as an artist, was more rewarding for you? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, I mean, I think rewarding, the singing and the dancing. Um, like, there was, I'm trying to say, I mean, obviously, okay, we, have a, we have an episode with no dialogue, so that means, you know, no homework. Because after we were done shooting, uh-huh. then we would, I would go home and like look at my next day's work for a couple hours before I was able to kind of like relax. But it was tough just because now you had to do all the stage direction. You know, it was, it was um, just, you know, uh, I, I think probably the no dialogue was actually, and it was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Because we weren't just sitting there, you know, we were just, I had to kind of convey with our eyes and our hands. Yeah, but, I can uh, imagine that would be tough. I mean, I love uh, the, uh, just the creatures and, that was to me the most effective Buffy episode, um, like uh, horror-wise. Like, like oh, they were like creepy. Hair-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I slowed it. I remember like I was walking onto that. That was page three, and was, I walk in and get something. They were uh, all rehearsing. They were like, in their makeup and stuff, and they were up on the dolly, the chains, and 
TV was really loud. And, you know, I was like, oh, shit, man, this is going to be fucking scary. Because I'm looking at it just as they're rehearsing to see how, like, the dolly works. And I'm like, oh, whoa. So, yeah. So, like, I knew. Because, like, most of the times it's like I'm having cigarettes with the demons and shit because it's taking eight hours. So I'm watching uh-huh. them go through their whole process. We're having a cigarette outside of the makeup trailer. They're just talking. But these guys, oh, my God, it's going to be going to be kind of scary. When you talk to Buffy fans, because I don't know a whole lot about that world, when you talk to Buffy fans, do they consider the Buffy movie as part of that universe, or do they kind of laugh it off? Uh, well, I'd say it's not a part of Josh's universe. You know, I mean, he he, he hated the movie, uh, which is why um, his wife, Kai, at the time, uh, talked him into making a TV show, because it was not what he wanted at all. The actors changing his dialogue, which is why we could not change uh, a, a, a word. Um, as an actor, like, yeah, I would be like, uh, we do a scene. That's what I'd say Josh is directing it. And he'd call me Brendels. And he's like, hey, Brendels, that was great. Emotion, that was great. But I put that though there for a reason. I'm like, done. So, yeah, you dropped his, uh, and, uh, any, anything had to be exactly word perfect. And then when I did Criminal Minds, it's like, if you get like 60% of the dialogue, we're moving on, you know? So it was kind of a strange a strange juxtaposition of, of how the two shows work. Well, one thing I didn't understand about the whole kind of UPN, CW, all that stuff is when you guys left WB, because I remember when that happened, because my wife at the time was really into Buffy as well. Yeah. What was going on? Like, did you know that season five, like you were getting picked up for two more seasons? Or did you think the end of season five was it for Buffy? Like, how did no, that No, happen? no, no. Um, sorry. Um, no, we know it, it was, it, there was just, uh, um, we were only saying, I don't think people had much faith in the show, uh, because Fox was offered it first, but they had a show called Kindred, the Embrace with Thomas Howe, which is a vampire show. So they passed on it. WB only signed it for five years. So it was just kind of came up to, you know, where it was, it, it was a bidding war really for wow. you know, what was going on. Um, I know Josh said, I think made the end of season five seem like it was the end of the series. Right. Um, but no, we all knew. And we all knew I, we were going to be getting raises as well. Well, let me end with this. I want to talk about the comic book real quick. Because you wrote yeah. for season 10 of the comic. And um, I, did. I noticed season 12 hasn't been announced yet. Are you coming back? Is season 12 going to happen? What's going on with the comic book? No, from what I understand, season 12, it's gonna it, it's it, it's a mini one. Um, and so I think it's going to only be like, I want to say maybe 12 editions of it. Wow. I think I've heard it's going to be the last year of the, of the comics as well. Oh, that sucks. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but that's what I heard. When I, you I, I are... There, there are going to be like one-offs with characters, but, it, but it, it, as it pertains to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer world, I think it's going to be the last season. When you came aboard season 10, what was the main thing you wanted to change about the Xander character? Did you have ideas coming into it? No, no. I mean, it was a, a lot of it was just like bigger ideas. I mean, it wasn't. There was something I, I wanted to change. Uh, I thought it had been going well for 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 many, many, many years. So it was just kind of. I had a lot of fun with the Giles character because he became a kid again. So uh, and then with with writing Xander and also Anya, and then it was also just kind of like like bigger ideas, like like bigger story arcs as well. Uh, and above yeah, the vamp, is that happening? The, uh, I know that Fox wants to do it. And uh, they said it's the number one thing. It's it, it's it all is uh, intentional jobs. Gotcha, um, gotcha. When he has time, but I, you know, I think that they tried to do a complete reboot of it over at Warner Brothers Studios without Joss or anybody uh, attached to it, and that's the fans. I think kind of um, 
squash that pretty quickly. Well, I'm rooting so, for you I think you if it guys. comes back, it's going to do a job. All right, before we get you out of here, tell us what's going on with the bowling meet and greets. And what's going on? Now, you're having a big karaoke birthday party coming up too, right? I am, yes. That's going to be on the 23rd of April, which is next week, uh, at, uh, at a lovely, lovely, uh, lovely bar called Stonewall. It has a lot of history in uh, Greenwich Village. So that's going to be the 23rd. And then this summer, I'm going to be doing um, a depression awareness uh, bowling test karaoke tour. We're going to do a survey on my uh, social media stuff, uh, and we're going to pick our cities um, based on the survey, and then rent a car and hit hit the road for about five or six weeks. We did a kind of like a like a dry run this winter, and it went great. So we're going to kind of go full out this summer and just have a great time and make it about depression awareness and give some proceeds to some charities and do things like that. Sweet. That is awesome. All right, um, Nicholas, I want to thank you so much for calling in today and taking time out from Big Apple Con. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Of course, man. You guys are great. And I am still cold. But you know what? You <laughs> I'm glad. It, that is actually a big compliment. And don't change your voice, friend. Don't, don't do it. That way. You hear that, Fern? Stay mucus up. Well, Fern is, Fern is from Maine, so she is used to cold nipples and cold everything. So I think it's just a perpetual state for me at any given point in time. So I'm cool with that. All righty, Nicholas. Thank you so much. Have fun at the con today. Enjoy the rest of your birthday weekend. All righty, guys. We are getting out of here. Oh, um, D, real quick. Yes. Where can everyone find us? Uh, everybody can find us on www.tincan.media, as well as you can look for us on castbox.fm and on uh, iTunes. The Kettle of Fish and Musical Osmosis are all right there for your listening pleasure. And oh my gosh, he's so super nice. So super nice. Like, exactly. Oh, he was awesome I when I met him. I just wish we didn't have to rush through because I could, honestly, I could talk to Nicholas for like two hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go find all those surveys. And I need to uh, put Knoxville, 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 Knoxville all the way down. Um, yeah. Because I, I would, dude, can you imagine karaoke night? Really? Oh, you would blow him away, D. <laughs> All right, we're going to be back next week with yes. Derek Sheehan on Funny Thing About Politics, Hannah Hogan on Kettle of Fish. Then we're taking a break for about a month, Fern. Yeah, a bit of a break, a little bit of a much-needed break. But, uh, you know, we'll be back and strong as ever and with really cool people and uh, looking forward to it, definitely. All righty, and we're going to play um, a little tune that I know Fern's going to love. Yes, yes, we yeah, are. Yes. So everybody have a great weekend, and once more. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory, some kid is dreaming, and we're all stuck inside his wacky Broadway nightmare. I've got a theory, we should work this out. It's getting eerie, what's this cheery singing all about? It could be witches, some evil witches, which is ridiculous, because witches, they were persecuted, wicked, good, and love the earth and women power, and I'll be over here. I've got a theory, it could be Barney's. I've got a theory.
Mighty Midgets. I've got a theory we should work this fast. Because it clearly could get serious before it's past. I've got a theory, it doesn't matter. What can't we face if we're together? What's in this place that we can't weather? Apocalypse, we've all been there. The same old trips, why should we care? What can't we do if we get in it? We'll work it through with a minute. We have to try, we'll pay the price. It's do or die. 